influencers. Let's get bouge. Listen to Abe Thompson for an hour. I'd rather fuck a blood relative. It's Abe Thompson. Uh, right, okay, we are connected, we are live. Ladies and gents, welcome, welcome. It's Friday night, it's half past seven, which means it's time for the guest show. Uh, if it's your first time joining us on Aid Thompson and other disappointments, welcome, you know, pull up a pew, grab yourself a beer or a glass of wine, roll yourself a bifter, whatever it is that you take to medicate the chaos and depression of the modern world, you just fucking do that shit. Uh, I've got my beer... John's got his glass of wine. Strap in for an hour of understated, depressive nonsense uh, with myself. I normally do a uh, solo show on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday each week. And then on the Friday night, I get a guest in of a similar political sensibility, uh, either an academic, a journalist, um, a fellow sort of activisty satirist, perhaps. Tonight, I'm joined by the one, the only returning favourite, John Left of the Countryside. Woo! Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm fucking amazing. How are you doing? Um, shit, but here, that's the point of present. Good. Yeah, I mean, if you're feeling shit, then coming on a podcast like this, which is Good. all about depression and, you know, it's shitness, good. it's, yeah, you're in your natural environment, your natural habitat, so... I think if I don't, if anybody's watching the video version of this, I think I've lost. I've, I think I've lost three stone in four months through being stressed and shit. So like, it's like an ever shrinking version of me. It's it's amazing. It's a highly marketable alternative to the Atkins. Maybe. Yeah, somebody said to me, well, a guy at work, a Ghanaian superhero, um, said to me, um, "You say you drink beer, but you don't put on weight." And I said, "The key is don't eat." <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what was like liquid diet? It's so, yeah, like whiskey has no calories. <laughs> you will die, but it has zero calories. I mean, there will Good be time. there'll be people listening to this and watching us thinking, like, you know, I could do with losing three stone in four months. That sounds like a a hell of a weight or exercise plan. So, are there any actual tips that you can give to people? Or no, don't do this. This is bad. <laughs> You need to go into ADHD burnout, which is the, mm. that's the real key. That's what you want to do. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So <laughs> it's fine. You can take it satirically. It's absolutely fine. I don't care. Like, I'll, um, it doesn't really. I'll, I'll give people a little bit of a background because I'm sure that you know returning listeners, veteran listeners of the podcast, will know you from the uh, several times that you've been on before. Um, but your background, like the first time that you and I sort of crossed paths, was on TikTok, where there yes. are. Uh, myriad there's a, a sweet an intoxicating buffet of left-leaning uh political commentators satirists ranters there's very there's very few proper ones i do the more the more that i come on board i'm like yeah no <laughs> yeah yeah do you know what there's not been so many yeah, new no. ones recently are there i think there has in the last few months you oh, know, really? people are like i've really looked at the trans thing and i really think there's a the good side is well how long did you think about it it took like five seconds you're wasting way too much valuable time yeah why do you fucking what you just go i always wonder how people have got so much time to be racist transphobic um whatever weird Smart. fucking hobby isn't it what the fuck i just checked it and i went are they killing anyone no seems fine to me I'm with them. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. It's mad. It is weird, isn't it? Like how some people 
must wake up in the morning and like that's their hobby like i wake up in the morning i think right i've got to get the kids ready for school and nursery you know do pat lunches school run then i've got work i've got to do this meeting do that release or, or whatever then i'm thinking about okay podcast which guests can i get in this week what am i going to talk about on the solo show like what how are we going to sell tickets for the light like there's so much fucking shit that's like clouding in my brain I just don't know how anyone can have the capacity to wake up at like five past six in the morning and go, oh, who am I going to hate without any foundation today? All that, sh- all that shit you've got to Google as well. You have to Google because you have to find like you have to um, sort of qualify your f- fake weird claims. So you have to be you have to Google everything in inverted commas. So you have to go like trans people are the devil and in first comments and then check that that's true it is true they yeah. did a study what the fuck i don't think i think you credit them with too much uh no they definitely do it they do i've do seen they? them no, i was I've gonna seen say them too much curiosity shit, man because it's no, like no because they have to qualify their bullshit because they have to give you a link they go here's a study done on eight people in 2007 yeah. oh fuck i do but I, like my sense was always that they um that they just they just fucking you know saunter onto Twitter or the TikTok comment section. They say something outrageously, ferociously ignorant, and then they just pass the baton to you I'm or told, I, I or whoever, and I'm they sure, go. Like, I'm sure I must have bored you with my 90 IQ theory before, right? Th- th- no, do is, tell. Pr- right, you may have really, done, but I'm too stupid it's to a remember. Really good. <laughs> it's a really good statistic. The stat is wildly brilliant. It's something like. It could even be, I'm going to go lower, but so someone can prove me wrong by being higher. I think it's something like 3.5 out of five people have an IQ of 90, exactly 90. And 90 is problematic because at 90, you're stupid, but you're you're functioning in society. Yeah, but yeah. You are too stupid to know you're stupid. And so you just keep doing things like Googling shit, like um, cashless society trump was right etc and then you just repeat this gun shit and if you they're the people who when you say give me some context they go you just read it (laughs) just just smash the keyboard i think we did did we talk about this maybe we talked about it on voice note or maybe it was on a different episode but i remember but i did i literally checked i wanted to know the prevalence of 90 iq and it is far higher than you think it is yeah because because 100 people don't understand that's a it it, it moves like it, it, 100 the average iq being 100 is always correct you know when people go well that was true last year no it's always correct you fuck not but the people with a 90 is is brilliant because like one most people who you like in your job most people you talk to are probably one like 120 130 that, that's quite normal my dad's a weirdo my dad's got an iq of like 165 or something absolutely stupid like 169 i i'm not i'm not claiming to have that i think i, I checked mine once i think it was like 135 or whatever but if you've got like 90 you're yeah. just dumb but not so dumb you can't function yeah. um, but you are dumb enough to know not you're dumb it's a bit like and maybe this is unfair and i hope i'm not uh, un- unfa- unfairly like pigeonholing okay actually do you know what i'm not sorry because I- yeah, don't be sorry <laughs> fuck it i'm not sorry when i when i engage with somebody in and i i don't want this to sound like snobby or anything but like when i engage with somebody sometimes in a shop and 
not all people that work in shop and retail are like this, but most of the time when this happens, it's in a fucking shop. Like I, I go in there, I'll ask a question and the response back will be like, yeah, I, um, well, yeah, I guess it's, it might be on like aisle five, but I, um, yeah, I, do, I, 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 I could check for you. It's like, could you, could you check? Maybe like, do you know what I mean? Like there's an impatience. It's like, this is your fucking job. Like, do you think- we had this joke before. Like, you know, the, you know, a piece of stand up you've written that's sort of, I'm not an observational comic. Yeah. So we've talked about this, like where you've got a, a bit, but you can't do it. So you kind of go, oh, I've got this bit, but mm. it doesn't work because I'm not that guy. And, but this happens when you go in a shop and you ask for a product and somebody goes, I remember specifically I was looking for, I bought a soda stream sort of irony and I wanted a CO2 canister. And the guy went, yeah, 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 yeah. Follow me, mate, follow me. And I followed him and he went, oh, here we go, here we go. And we kind of wandered around and we got to this bit where they're like drinks. And I'd been there and I was like, oh, you know, I'm a dickhead. I obviously missed it. And we got to a black bit and he went, he went, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. Oh. It used to be right there. Right. You're like, fuck am I going to do with that? You <laughs> cock. It used to be there. And that happened. That's happened to me three times. Once was for a set of outdoor furniture. He took me right the way across the shop. Like we literally walked past every single aisle, everything. We went to the outdoor bit and then we went to this bit and then we kind of went round here, round here, round here. Ah, it used to be right there. And I was like, I fucking hate you. I followed you. I'm as stupid as you. Yeah. I remember, like, when you were telling me last time, you fucking like slung, slung your fried chicken, chicken. Yeah, at the guy in the. I had one actually the other day, right? So uh, Lucy ordered. Um, Lucy's my girlfriend. For anyone wondering, uh, she orders like a, a food shop, and they come along and they give her mackerel substituted for salmon. Which, if anyone knows no, anything about no, fucking, no. yeah, like why? Why would you do that? Like it's they're not interchangeable. So what the fuck? Anyway, the guy they're both a fish. The guy delivers the. This is yeah, box tick. Um, so I guess we're having mackerel and eggs for breakfast tomorrow. No, um, so the guy delivers the you know the Sainsbury's shop. I will name Sainsbury's. Go fuck yourself, guys. Um, the shop we were, turns we're up. At Sainsbury's house, yeah. He knocks on the door. I open the door. This is all in her name. In Lucy's name, she's ordered it. Anyway, he knocks the door. I open the door. And he goes, yeah, I've got um, food delivery for Lucy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. So I start lifting it. He doesn't say shit about substitutions or or anything. He just lets me, a a veritable stranger, pretty much, because I'm obviously not Lucy. I take this food in. He, oh, shit, have we lost you, mate? Have we lost John? Oh, no, we've lost John. <laughs> there I'm you back. are. You're back. back. Okay. Technical problems. Live TV, bloke, guys. Uh, so where was I? Right. So so I take in uh, I take in the food. He doesn't make any mention of, like, substitutes. All fine. Okay, thanks very much. See you later. Here's your, like, carriages back. Fucking hell, John. Where have you gone? Have we really lost him this time? Where have you gone, John? Right. Should we... Oh, is he back? Are you back? It was all me. It was all me. It was nothing to do with technicalities. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. Please, please end the story. And I promise not to touch anything ever again. Okay. All right. Are we good? We're good. Right. We're so, not do it. Here we go. I'm Third time. To get the 
up. This but... is going to be this is going to be such an underwhelming story now. At the end of it, you could be like, I can't believe I logged back on for that, and then just you know, cancel it again. Anyway, so so the guy takes back his like Sainsbury shit. I come in, we start unpacking. Lucy comes downstairs. She's been sorting the kids out. She like looks in the sick. She's like, "What the fuck is this mackerel?" I'm like, "Yeah." And she goes, it's supposed to be salmon. Like, she's angry at me now. And I'm like, I didn't fucking order mackerel or ask him for... And she's like, but did he say anything about substitutes? I was like, no. And she was like, oh, can you... Once the kids are, like, sorted, can you take this mackerel to the nearest Sainsbury's? <laughs> like, she's ordered it online, but now I have to take, <laughs> take it back it to back. the ch- shop. Like, it's my problem somehow. I was like, all right, fine. So I drive to the nearest Sainsbury's. I walk in with this fucking mackerel thing. And then I say to this guy... <laughs> who is who is of the community that I was referring to earlier? Where he's like, yeah, what? Um, oh, I guess you could uh, like. So then I say, I explain to him very clearly. I'm like, yeah, look, we ordered uh, online shop. Turns up, you know, it turns out you're giving us mackerel instead of salmon. The guy goes, um, he goes, uh, well, didn't the guy say at the door that it was like a substitute? I said, no, no, he didn't say anything. And he goes, well, I mean, we're not even really allowed to give you the shopping you say it was in your wife's name so and i was like what's your fucking point here like that you shouldn't have given me the shop that already had the wrong shit in it like what what the fuck are we talking about he's like well that's a crazy defense i suppose we should uh we like we could probably swap it like this once but this is gonna have to go in the bin now like because it's been out of the fridge for apparently too long and i was like what Right. I think you mean like a tin of mackerel. You mean actually like a fish. I was like, yeah, I was like, what? what is the lesson here? Is you shouldn't deliver mackerel to people who haven't ordered the mackerel and it won't end up in the fucking bin. He's like, yeah, um... Yeah, well, we'll change it. We'll change it this once. This is the most middle class conversation ever, by the way. I know, moaning about my fucking mackerel or salmon. There's probably people tuning in (laughs) in the chat who are just like, oh, really? They got your fucking salmon and your mackerel mixed up. I haven't eaten for a fucking week. Anyway. I remember ordering like five Greek yogurt tubs and they gave and they, they didn't have any 500 meals. So they gave us. I think it was 27 individual portions, like in a tray. He he went, "Uh, do you want that? Or do you want to send it back? What do you fucking reckon? (laughs) Like, you know. Do you want a hazard of guess? (laughs) Of all the possibilities. What do you reckon we're going with? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't reckon I want that shit. It's hard to, like, manage the patience of these interactions isn't it? It's like, I don't want to be an arsehole because who is this guy? Like, he's on minimum wage. He's probably been there since like 5am or so. He doesn't want to be there. Oh, he... yeah, I definitely do not like being me. I, I, I yeah. worked in retail for like 10 years. So I have no interest in being fucking horrible people. I, I kind of, when there's someone in the queue in front of you going, well, when are you going to have Mighty Morphin Power Edge toothpaste back, you cunt? I'm like, <laughs> well, you're a dick. Calm down, man. This yeah. really doesn't matter. Yeah, like, do you ever sort of, I mean, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, like, how how mean I was to the guy. I was, I mean, I was perplexed, I was bemused, but I wasn't, like, shouty and rude. Um, But sometimes you do overhear people who are shouty and rude. And, like, don't you think, like, aren't you embarrassed? Like, where's the shame? Why are you kicking it? I got, I I shoplifted in Tesco once because of the checkout person. The guy in front of me was going, saying something like, this is two for one on the shelf, you dumb bitch. And, and I kind of I kind of tapped them and went, all right, mate, calm down. It's 
it's got nothing to do with her. Yeah. And they checked the thing and there was a date on it, which was like the next day's date. They put out the sales, uh, what they called Barker's shelf Barker's their day early. Yeah. And, and, and the manager came over and went, well, actually, I think you'll find it says the 2nd of June. And the guy was going, we're not supposed to fucking read that. And, and give it, and, and I and I said, all right, whatever, but just just calm down, just calm down, swear that'll do. And he went, oh, I don't want fucking anything then, and then walked out. And the manager moved all the stuff. And then the checkout lady, she went, thank you for that. And I said, oh, I said, it's all right, people, just, I, that's not right to be like that to people. And she only scanned half my stuff, and she scanned, she would scan like one thing, and then looked me in the face and completely missed the scanner and look at me like. Yeah, you're having this free because fuck this. And like, <laughs> what am I gonna do? Like, got to the end, it was like fifteen pounds worth of stuff, and she went free pound sixty if you don't mind. Like, I'm gonna go nice. No, <laughs> what are you doing? So I just went uh, right, <laughs> gave her three pounds six. I'm now complicit in shoplifting. It was nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a th- just a thank you, just a nice lady. <laughs> Thank you from Tesco. They don't know they're thanking you, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking put it. Have you seen these stories about um, how co-op are moving baby formula and like baby wipes and like like things that people are now being forced to steal because they're so fucking broke through no and fault I, of their own? I also think it. steal away. What magistrate is going to put you in jail? No one's going to go baby formula. Ten years, they just go fuck off. Yeah, it's such a fucking. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Where we we've got into this realm where we associate shoplifting with some sort of moral failure. Like if a mother of three kids who's broke because she like her mortgage is like over doubled now or her private rent because of the landlord's buy to let mortgage like over doubling her private rent has soared up and her energy bills have exploded and so through no fault of her own but just through economic mismanagement and the lack of price caps and so on she is now forced to shoplift just to get her kids like clean and fed and changed and yeah that's why sorry that's why they changed that's why they put in these prepaid meters people that need to stop kidding themselves. The reason they put in those prepaid meters was not because um, like of some, like, oh, we're going to help you out. They knew that everyone was going to encourage. It was disgusting seeing six-year-olds walking around in four degrees in the winter this year. And they knew that had they just gone, do you know what? Fuck it. I'll go to jail. I'm going to turn it up to 25. Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to put the, essentially, they knew no magistrate on the planet Earth was going to put, prosecute these people they've just not gonna they'd have got in there and they'd have gone fuck off and mm-hmm. so what they had to do was prevent them breaking the law to begin with which is ridiculous yeah absolutely like if somebody said to me what should i do i would said fucking do it just turn it up fucking who cares like what yeah. are they gonna it's one of these things isn't it where you can sort of pan out of the problem and you can say quite logically look if your problem is that huge chunks of the population can't afford to keep their kids warm and fed and a roof over their head, you've got bigger problems than just like, oh, I want to implement the smart meter. I want to prohibit them from breaking because the law. You had a sort of like monetary wise, we had a similar childhood. I come from a, I know less kids, but it doesn't it makes no difference at all. There were seven kids in our family, two parents working. Um, but, but, but no fucking money loads of potatoes and rice getting eaten yeah and but 
but and I can harp on and say that was my childhood mm. uh, and I can say you know shit but comparable to being cold we weren't cold mm. and I think you know when a kid's got I you know when one of your little ones uh, when they're under sort of three or four and they've got um the shits or diarrhea or uh, the shit sorry shits or they're vomiting or something it's not that you know it'll pass is that you cannot explain to them what's going on do you know what i mean you can't say i know this is rubbish but it'll be you'll be, be fine like when they're eight you can do that you can go they're like and you're like i know it's, it's cheaty, i promise but it'll be okay but yeah you, but you can't do that when they're three and when they're cold it's the same you there's no explanation well like because the language etc don't have that vocabulary but not only that you it seems unjust, even when you're a kid. Yeah. To, to to go to bed cold and wake up cold is inhuman. I I really think it is. That's not. I, we were we were hung, like we weren't hungry. We were full of rice for fuck's sake. <laughs> but we didn't have anything, and we had lots of hand-me-down clothes and hand-me-down clothes. But we weren't we weren't cold. I don't I don't remember ever being cold. Well, there's that saying, isn't there? That like every generation, like there, there'll be people who fall through the cla- uh, cracks. And there'll be anomalies and edge cases, but every generation should at least have it as good as their parents and then a modest improvement. So like the the, the idea, like, so when your parents go, oh, you don't know how bad I had it when I was a kid, you don't know how good you have it, boy, you know, like I never had Game Boys when I was a lad, you know, things should we gradually might, we might get be the, better. We might be the first generation, in, I really hope, I, I, millennials, uh, should know and the end of Gen X, we should never forget those things. I do. I won't accept from fellow millennials when they have a go at Gen Z. You know, and they're like, "Oh, why are they moaning?" Because they fucking should burn shit, break shit. I might be too old to run, but I will fucking, I will happily trip people up and serve drinks. And I wholly agree with your point. Mm. Wage stagnation. Do you know wages minimum wage between 18 or 16 and 21 has gone up something like one pound 20 in yeah. 26 years what in the motherfuck are we doing yeah and yet there are people who would still turn a blind eye to the maths of that and go like oh yeah well like the 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 minimum wage and like in real terms like people's earning potential has just stagnated and just very modestly gone up well, what does that tell you? That tells you that because the cost of everything else has gone up substantially, that in real terms, people's lifestyles, their work-life balance, the number of hours that they work, the facilities that they're able to opt into, everything else has gotten shitter. And frankly, it's really fucking insulting when like the older generations, I'm saying that, you know, generally, not every yeah, yeah. granddad or grandma is, is like this, but when typically the older generations are like, Oh, you bloody whippersnappers. You just want it added to you on a plate, don't you? It's like, would you fucking listen? And, and, the ex- and the excuse for the things they notice is ready served. So they go, they'll say things like, oh, when I were a kid, there were loads of people in the pub, always people in the pub. You go in there now, it's empty. That's because mm. of the smoking ban. No, it's not. It's because they can't afford to eat Tic Tacs, you fucking idiot. It's got <laughs> nothing. Not paying six quid for a pint of Peroni, you old cock. What are you doing? <laughs> That's why they're not there. Like, I go in the pub. I, my, I, I know, I, again, very similar sort of thing. 
uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, pub, club, pub, club, club. Like, that's what we were doing. My rent was 50 quid. I, I always had, you know, you were always out drinking or you were in the club or whatever. You went out with 25 quid and you came back with a fiver. And that's not me being reminiscing. A pint of beer has gone up. It's, it's quadrupled and wages haven't. Why aren't people buying beer? Is it because they can't smoke? No, it fucking isn't. <laughs> Yeah, and or it gets like marketed back like, oh, Gen Z are just really health conscious now. You know, they're yeah, all yeah, their, yeah, yeah. They're seen that so many times. They don't drink they, so much. You know, they're more into their bodies, guys. That's what it's all about. They're doing way less cocaine. They wish they could afford cocaine. That yeah. seems brilliant. But what what actually happens, I think, on the shop floor is they, I think, they go around to each other's houses more just to kind of hang out. I think they go to more illegal raves than we ever did because they're cheaper. Um. But yeah, like the the absence of kind of pub culture is something that you would think would sort of glare, like obviously to people who used to and now still do. Like I still go to the pub occasionally, Thursday night, finish work. Earlier. Oh really? Yeah. So oh, like yeah. people of our generation will still go to the pub, but people of you know the younger generation, it. yeah, they won't they won't fuck with that. You know, they're earning like twenty two k, twenty five k after tax, after your rent, after your energy bills. Who the fuck? At that age, when you're when everyone's telling you you got to save, you got to save. Try and get a house deposit together. Try and get help to buy. Everyone's telling you to save. Who the fuck has like a hundred and twenty quid to go out on a night on the town with the lads? Nutty. Absolute bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 you know that thing you shouldn't judge someone before you walk a um, mile in their shoes. I mean, fuck that. Just look at the shoes, you stupid prick. <laughs> I'm so bored. Um, I was talking to some, uh, there's an apprentice at work who's sort of 32 and he was talking to a couple of younger ladies last weekend Mm. and their aspiration of a mad amount of money is so small. Like it's like when you're, when you're getting paid and this is absolutely, if you're getting paid, this is not, it is incorrect. It's not unfair and Mm. unjust. I think she was getting paid like 16,000 a year. So her insane amount of money is just the average like yeah. at work, like the bo- bottom end of the average. And she was like, ah, oh, I can imagine when I'm your age, I'm going to get paid this. And I'm like, how the fuck? Like when I was a kid, you'd be go, I want to be on 250 grand. Yeah. Right? But this was nothing. It's yeah. like, and she was like, my life will be so much better. And I was just thinking, yeah, it won't. You're just paying for bills and everything. Shit. And it, yeah, it might. But how, but, uh, but uh, uh, so many times I've thought over the last few years, like house prices aren't aspirational. They are condemning. You just don't even try. There's no point trying to save up for 10% of a £400,000 house when you're on 17 grand and you've got rent to pay. You just go, fuck it. There's no mm. point. I'm going to double my Netflix subscription, um, um, whatever it's called, subscription. I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a fucking porn subscription. I don't give a shit. Gorge on avocado. Life away. Yeah. What, <laughs> but what is the point? That's not, but it's not, it's not aspirational. You don't go, maybe in 70 years, I will be able to afford the shed in the house. Yeah. I mean, you just quit straight away. The older I get, the more sort of I, like I'm slightly more optimistic about what could 
be achieved with property with like younger people. So if you are in and around London and you're on like, let's say some sort of grad scheme, you're on 30K, 35K starting, your rent is going to be atrocious in London. But on a 35K salary, four, four and a half times that, if you could just scrape together five grand over so, like and get on help to buy and then buy a place in like help to buy. up north. Oh, I know. I obviously I, like I've been through the help to buy processes, but I just think you like if you could what? buy a place are in you, the Midlands. Are you or... at the point? I'm at the point now with let's be serious. We need a property price correction. And I think, I mean, four or five years ago, I was saying loudly, 20% like there's just to make it I know I know that I, I'm not trying to make your life shitter or anyone's life shitter but like I'm at the bit now where I don't care that 20% sort of has to happen because there's no I think it'd be more but, yeah but there's no fixing what we're currently doing mm. If we bring back because the banks, I think, I think every sign is there that the bank is about to go gung ho, one hundred percent mortgage, gung ho, one hundred twenty five percent mortgage. Fuck credit checks because they are greedily go. The idea that you have to beg banks to lend fuckwits money is ridiculous. They love fuckwits. They are gobbling there like that at the door. Give me some fuckwits. They fuck it. Oh yeah, as many fuckwits as humanly possible. That's what they want. Yeah. But what about Div got an Audi and he's on 15 grand a year? Yeah. Well, does he need a mortgage? <laughs> what the, fuck? the only problem with lending to fuckwits is like the bank always wins, right? That's the first thing. So, always. And the shareholders. So when the bank lend, let's say it is a person with a tricky credit rating and a, a bit of, you know, checkered history to them. They've defaulted on some things before and they sit at around a, a D or an E or, or whatever. However, the credit, credit rating stuff works. Now, if they borrow... 200 grand off the bank to buy this one bed flat and then they default on it then the bank will recoup that asset and in the time that the idiot has fallen behind on it the asset will have still grown in its capital value and they and they, and they still have they still owe the bank the total whole value because that's how it works now they not only do you get the asset back they still they still owe yeah 100 200 grand of a house that no longer is in their possession yeah so the bank owned the asset and this person still has the debt with them. Amazing. But what I'm saying is like that that transaction, that instrument, if it's just isolated between the bank and that person, it's not even really that damaging. Like it's nope. the, the guy buys the flat, it doesn't work out, then the bank take it and, well, he had a credit problem anyway. That's the old rating that we used yeah. to do. We just go, ah, oh, that's shit. But we bet that you'd pay it. You bet that you wouldn't. You yeah. were right. We're a couple of cunts, but at least we've got a little bit. We got we got a bit of money, but yeah. But it, it only becomes problematic when the banks start doing what they were doing in the noughties, which is where they take this guy's instrument, that guy's instrument, then ten more guys, in, then a hundred more, then a thousand, and then they chuck in some junky ones in here along with a few like. But they tri- do the minutiae of that and, constantly. Huh? We we all these all the Audis, all the fucking Audis on HP, all the fucking hot tubs, all the big TVs, they're much smaller. I know what you're going to say, you build a bond. We're talking about hundreds of thousands and millions of transactions that make these bonds. These bonds still, these junk garbage shit bonds still exist. But now the, 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 the transactions within them are so infinitesimally small. We know we have got a, 
personal unsecured debt problem in the UK that we've been warned about twice by the IMF. Twice they've gone, you're right, Rishi, and he's gone, yeah, what do you want? And they've gone, oh my God, stop the fuck, stop lending people money, they're fucking stupid. And then he's gone, well, we'll do it next week. And then they literally had to go back. It was like second week of the pandemic. They went, I know, big pandemic and all that shit. But yeah, if you could maybe tell banks to stop lending fucking idiots money because 50% APR is demented. Yeah. And he went, I'll be right on to that. And now we're three years down the line and we haven't, it's not that we, we're out of it. It's that the IMF don't even, can't even be asked to waste the paper in warning <laughs> us about this garbage. We've got like, we've got, it's, it's like something like 900 billion pounds worth of unsecured personal debt. Yeah. I, mean, I like, I like the idea. Nuts. I like the idea that the IMF like knock on Rishi's door again. They're like, uh, should we do this dance again? <laughs> don't sign off anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get right on that. Yeah. Like, Another three years go by, another three. Yeah, I think something involving unsecured credit and something involving a housing correction, you call it, I call it a crash. Uh, I think that is inevitable probably in the next, like, year, maybe two. The audit called it, called British housing in, like, 2014, vastly overpriced. That was in 2004. I like the fact that we went... You think that's vastly overpriced? I'll show you vastly overpriced, you European fucks. <laughs> yeah. It's nutty, though, isn't it? Like, it's completely unsustainable when you've got a working population who have to get on the ladder. And even if you start comparing us to other European countries where, you know, home ownership is not quite the obsession. As Germany it is. don't give a shit. Yeah. No kit fuck shits to give. But those no. countries have different buy-to-let rental laws. They have rental caps. Long-term lease, yeah. They don't yeah. do buy. So it's apples and oranges, right? So if we're going to continue down this route, we need some sort of... Like I was saying about six months ago, I was like, I don't really see any way out of this other than a Sunak or a Starmer radically embracing some sort of like post-war house building effort like a real yeah. you know like three million houses built yeah i that the fucking sunak the other day said i'm going to build three hundred thousand houses and and the idea was we we're all supposed to go three hundred thousand you mad bastard slow down I, <laughs> I was just thinking because weirdly there's this odd rule in maths that says build fuck all it crashes. Build the right, build enough, it crashes. What you actually want to do is just tease the market. You don't, you want to build not quite enough. Yeah. Constantly build not quite enough. And then people, then you build the I. This is what I was talking about when um, things are not, that's not an incentive for you to try and save money. If there's no houses, you literally go, there's no point. We all quit. Yeah. Fuck you. We're not doing it. No one's going to apply for a mortgage kiss my dick but if you build not quite enough then you might know someone who's got a mortgage did you hear about jeff yeah. who jeff my second cousin sister's brother his mate got a mortgage and they go whoa wow i might i might be able to get one one day too yeah like it's then it's a, it's a prestige yeah <laughs> what john got a more oh my god with these mortgages, you are really spoiling us, Ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I hoped that when they failed spectacularly for the 13th 
sequential year to build the right number of houses. Blair didn't do it either. Yeah. No, well, I think he, it started he, with... He, he started it. Yeah. He worked out, uh, one way or the other, for better or worse, he worked out that if you didn't build enough houses, then people who owned homes, would they would accrue value or accrue capital. And then yeah, they no would... Housing. Would, they housing would, is an investment. As soon as you yeah. take it away. Housing is not an investment. But but also when people are doing well, when their houses are sort of growing in capital value and they're thinking about, you know, their retirement and what they could spend on cruises and all that, they don't want to upend the apple cart. So whether it's a Blair or a Cameron or a Johnson, if you frustrate the market and you don't build enough houses and these people who tend to be of voting age, you know, your 40 year old, 50 year old, 60 year old, they're gradually getting richer. Meanwhile, your teenagers and 20s, they are less likely to vote. They're getting like fucked <laughs> but they don't vote anyway it's like i can see the political temptation to not build enough houses but i just feel like you know so, we're so that's not deep in it like now. like it would hurt both of us financially if they built if they built a million houses a year mm. like, and, and i but we've both accepted that the only way for for the for the continuation of societies that that happens, and we've and we've both gone well. Okay, if that's what it takes. If if I remember Corbyn's when Corbyn had, um, got his tax reform idea, I remember people saying per couple it was going to cost two grand, and people were going two grand, and you thought two grand. But what are we getting for the two thousand? Because mm. you get in life, you get fuck all for two grand. So if I, you're saying I put two grand in my house price doesn't go up but it's stabilized it stays the same i've got cleaner streets my bins being picked up every week i've got uh the verge is getting cut back it's a bargain two grand fuck i do i pay that i mean the rest of his entire manifesto is a fucking walking nightmare but i voted for him because two grand's no money yeah yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? It's like a lot of people look at the cost, the alarming cost, the demonization of these costs. It's like, oh, this policy could cost you and your family 500 extra pounds every year. It's like, what if we had a sort of Scandinavian model, though, where people mm. do pay like a little bit? I mean, granted, look, we pay a lot of tax at the moment already. But what if we magicked away the debt to gdp ratio thing and our, our high tax was like a portion to actually running public services properly like I, I, amazing. Have a, I have a really stupid thing that i like to wind up old people with it's one of my favorite things to do when you talk about inheritance tax i had it like great my my rule would be this people fucking hate this by the way even people i know as who claim to be socialists I've said to them that I think the rule should be that everything over, I've manoeuvred it a bit, but so I'm going to call it this 250 grand. Yeah. Is your, is your low, is your, is your uh, thing. Everything over 250 grand in assets or cash is gone. That's right? my problem. Fully outright. What you do is you don't put, give it to the government. They just, if you, because most people are created nowadays, they burn it with you. Now, I think the first month there'd be a lot of cash going into it, into crematoriums. But that once people realized it was real, we would end up, because cash not being spent, cash not in the flow is pointless, it's worthless to society. We would go through a couple of years of old people 
driving Lamborghinis. They've yep. got <laughs> they've got um, uh, what are they called weight jet skis. They're getting limos everywhere. They are they are contributing to sex workers all around the country. They are drinking champagne constantly because I'm not saying give it to the government, but I am saying what are you saving it for? We yeah. don't live in Dickensian times. You know, you know when they go, I did all this for my family. No, you didn't. Don't be stupid. We don't need more cunts like you. Just fucking spend it. Money not in, not in the economy doesn't count. Who cares? I do wonder if so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think if they if they thought there was a risk but they're basically, gonna lose it anyway. Yeah, if they thought it was like use it or lose it, it's gone. I think suddenly, yeah, you would get an influx of of uh capitalist activity on the high street. Yeah, I've encouraged both my parents. My my mother was thinking just before the pandemic, she was thinking of moving homes and mm. there was a hundred thousand pound difference between her uh, current place, which is nothing. It's it's like a one bed, whatever. But it's where it is is worth a bit. And she was going to move into, they were thinking about moving into what would be classed as sheltered accommodation, basically, but like a flat, whatever. And there was a hundred thousand pound difference. And I, I, and I was actively saying, don't tell anyone there's a hundred thousand pound difference. I know that's fine. Get booked on the QE2. But I didn't get the first class cabin, spunk the 20 grand, annoy the shit out of the crew on the ship. Enjoy yourself. I've been encouraging my dad, like, don't die with money. Because anybody goes, what was your dad like? I'll go, he's a twat. Because he died, <laughs> like, eating fucking bird's eye waffles, right? yeah. where we should have just been neck deep in strippers, because why wouldn't you? I and mean, what's <laughs> the point? Yeah. Then, what's the point in working your whole life and then going to your kids, oh, it's the money. Why did you spend it? I think you and I, like, we share a, a, a sort of common sensibility in this, in that... I think we're both pretty zen about what we would or wouldn't inherit from our parents. So, like, I'm kind of the same. I'm like, I don't care. Like, you got, they've got a, is it three bedroom or four bedroom house in Maidenhead? I can't remember now. And it's probably worth right now, before the massive implosion of the housing market, it's it's worth about, I think, about 450 to 500 maybe on a good day. Uh, Again, mostly because of the location, not because they're, fucking super rich or anything exactly Um, but when they do downsize which they'll probably buy a little bungalow or a little you know one bed pokey ground floor flat at some point yeah yeah. um you know they're gonna get that windfall and there might be a temptation for some sons and daughters out there to go like oh you know like rubbing your hands together Uh, or it's as it's as soon as you logically move it I, i promise this is a fucking disease as soon as you move it into your money you know yeah oh when the you are fucked because it's not it's yeah. it's it's such a disease just you need i i know i we all do i mean i don't know you you, you we're similar age you've been to probably as many funerals as i have I, um i do not know anyone who's received an inheritance who wouldn't swap it for a cup of tea with the person who died like yeah, because yeah. they're not mad like it doesn't matter i don't if they've received it 200 grand if i said 200 grand you get a cup of tea with nan they would they would bite your fucking hand off so why not before it gets to that say don't live like that yeah don't live that don't live that existence yeah just spend it because i don't want it i i am not 
we don't live in Dickensian England. I have no, I don't need, and I don't, I'm not going to go, oh, and get that extension. Fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. Get a really, really pretty sex worker to bounce off your <laughs> balls. Just really time. enjoy yourself, Dad. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I'm really not interested. I don't understand why I anyone mean, would give a shit about the money. There's a, there's a part of me that wants to, like, the next time we get you on, for you to go like, yeah, actually, I talked to my dad about that, and then he did go away on holiday. I and have. He, he sent me a few JPEGs of his holiday, and here he is. <laughs> and then it's, like, literally him with a fucking hooker grinning. I've said, some, I've said some, yeah, I've said some terrible, I've said loads of things to my dad. Like, I said to him, don't die with money. Um, I, I don't want your money. I, but I did. And I, but you know when you kind of like, I need a joke at the end. And I said, don't fuck about though. Get a cult funeral fund because I don't know which colour bin you go in. And that was literally what I said. Yeah. And he went, um, maybe brown. And I went, come on, dad. That that that's costing me like hundred pound a year extra. Yeah. Uh, I get the blue and the black anyway. But let's not take up room in the garden bin. Don't take the piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a fair point. I've got a car one. All right, okay, good, 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 good. What would you spend your last? Let's say you downsize at, at some point and you end up with a windfall of a hundred grand. What would you do in your last year with that hundred grand? I would, I would travel everywhere until I snuffed it because I've always wondered. You know, when <laughs> this is really stupid, but it's true. No one ever checks. You know when somebody says, "I'd like you know get old," and they go, "I'd like to go travelling." I got a bit of a heart condition. I've got a funny leg, and I can't get insurance. And who cares? No one checks. It doesn't matter. I've said to my dad before: if they, if you go on holiday to Canada and you die halfway around, no hate. But I'm not getting your body repatriated. Yeah, you're coming back in a fucking in a refillable cup. Like I know, <laughs> like. Oh, why are we flying? You don't care. You're fucking dead. And yeah. he went, and my dad was purely up for it. Make sure, make sure you put my corpse in business class, John. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're going hand luggage. And he went, he kind of went, yeah, no, I don't get it. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Why am I, what are we putting him in? Like, we've got a wooden box and we're going to put a flag. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we turn him into dust before we do this? I mean, we could, but yeah, that would be, we'll do that. There's whoa. a great, whoa. There's a great uh, Louis C.K. bit where he's talking like talking to this sort of imaginary relative and the relative is like, you know, when I pass away, I want you to take my ashes and put them into this thing. And then I want you to drive to Ohio and then over this like cliff, I want you to sprinkle my thing. And then he's like, I'm are you out of your fucking mind. I'm not running errands for you when I'm when you're dead. Like, give me the money now. Yeah. Give me it now. I'm not, no, 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 because you're not good for it. I want, I've worked it out, that's $300. Mm. I would, really funnily, there's a, um, my father-in-law, um, uh, uh, or his his father died, and um, uh, he and his brother were spreading the ashes of their father, and they were spreading them really sweetly on the grave of their mum, and mum died like um, 20 years before, and, and they promised they would do that. And they were there, and they were solemnly kind of turned the urn, and they were shaking them out. No words were spoken. Shook it out. No, but the wind caught up, and the wind, kind of just a little splattering of ashes, went on my father-in-law's brother's shoes. And right. He, he said to my father-in-law, "Oh no, some of it's got on my shoes. What shall I do?" And my father-in-law went, said, "I'll just chuck them on the grave." 
And he went, really? And he went, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Wipe it off. Like, I know, like yeah. what are you doing? If it touches you, yes, you have yeah. to discard the oh, shoes. No. You might be possessed now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Pete naked? I don't want to talk about it. It got really difficult. <laughs> it yeah. was a real windy, there was a oh, lot of shit. rain. It's, it's on your shit. Oh, yeah, you got to strip completely naked. Completely yeah, like... naked, throw them. Yeah, I really just loved the fact. I liked my, my father-in-law just without, just did a me, just didn't slip character once, just went, you yeah, know, chuck your shoes. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I would, if for my last, like, let's say I knew that I was terminally ill and then I got some sort of windfall of 100 grand, I think I would... I'd probably do something really fucking mad boring, like, like as in predictable. Like, I would take my kids to Disneyland. Oh, I love it, though. That's know? great. That's exactly what you should do. Yeah. You're right. Um, Eric Davison in chat said, oh, yeah. have you two any idea how to deal with asylum seekers? Can't we bring them in through the tunnel? Asi- I know uh, it's, a, it's the weird vernacular thing. Asylum seekers are perfectly legal. Mm. They can still come in. I know what you mean. Uh, I, I, I'm really getting bored of Suella Bra- Braverman's. I know her name's Braverman. Her name is Sue Ella, not Suella. Um, this is now to the point of ridiculous. They're just trying to draw everyone's attention away from the real problems in the UK. I mean, to the point of it is mind-numbingly stupid now. We, your gas if your gas if your electricity bill sorry has gone up seven hundred thousand or seven sorry seven hundred quid or fifteen hundred pound a year and you're getting paid fuck all and your rent has gone up three hundred quid and your shopping has gone up fifty pound a week mm. and you're worried about silence and this isn't you by the way eric um you're they're literally taking the piss out of you mm. if you're if you're if that's what's your biggest concern but the wild thing is being... people aren't they don't really care about this. Like when they when they put it into that five pledges bullshit, mm. they make it sound like it's the people's priority. Well nobody actually like polling wise, nobody really gives a fuck about like in 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 the way that they mean. Like in the inverse, that's true. People do want the government to stop banging on <laughs> about stopping the boats. They want them to take ownership of the actual problems of which you were just alluding to. Oh, I'm but... so bullshit this but it's, yeah, in terms of like Braverman standing there and saying, well, I'm disappointed in the court's decision and the British people have voted time and again that they want us to take blah, blah, blah. That is completely untrue. Yeah. Um, it doesn't poll well. It's not a priority for people. Most people are more concerned about the collapse of the NHS. and They're literally sitting on this as a polling thing. And talking yeah. about this 15-year pledge for the NHS thing today is ridiculous fucking ridiculous it's mm. so stupid i can't i i cannot i wanted to talk about there being three years to be become a nurse or a therapist or and then having to do a year i can't, I can't that that is too much attention it is mm. will not work it's impossible they're lying you know the fucking lying why don't you bring back bursaries then people will study these subjects yeah why are we that. fucking getting people to pay for qualifications like it's literally a no-brainer to make education free because they will pay it back in tax. More than that, it's absolutely stupid as fuck to even consider thinking it's a worthy subject. It's not. So mm. stupid. Education should be free. University education should be free. It's ridiculous. Well, especially for like, even if they don't want to make university broadly 
free, they should make vocational subjects that we are in dire need of filling. They should make well, those they've got, they've, free. They've binned a lot of like they've binned a lot of stupid shit. But even the dumbest, if you get paid, if the average pay in the industry that you're training to be is forty k and over. You, then you then the, your education price doesn't make any difference that is fucking stupid what are we doing that for any bank if the imagine you had the business i did this imagine it was a business and you said you said to a bank will you lend me 20 grand to and i'm going to earn forty thousand pound and over an excess of forty thousand pound for 60 years They'd suck you off, Bill. They gave you the money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the idea. Let's not question. Fucking stupid. Yeah. It is ridiculous that it's a business decision. It's like the asylum seeker thing. You know, when you kind of go, oh, you know, how much do they cost us? How much do they cost us? Negative. They cost us nothing. It is ridiculous. Yeah. And Literally even though, free. like, immigration and asylum are. are different things but you can look at asylum within the context of immigration and if you look at the uk like we have a huge fucking labor shortage Massive. so we should be welcoming as many we of these be... motherfuckers in as possible going can you could you work over here for us could you help out here like we'll take care of you in you come in, in your pop here we do you go. want to be here a nurse go. maybe yeah i just the whole thing is so i honestly feel dumber every time it comes up and somebody says like, where, what, how, who's going to pay for them? They literally pay for themselves. It's the stupidest fucking, if you went into a pet at home and said, can I have a hamster? And they went, we've got a hamster here. It's called Ted. He's actually got a paper round. You don't actually have to pay for Ted. Ted yeah. actually pays for himself and he can wipe his own ass and change his bed in. You wouldn't go, well, let me think about it. You'd go, yes. Yeah. I would like seven Ted's. Yeah, JC's in the chat. He's saying asylum seekers only cost us money because the system is so backlogged and we have to house everyone pending review. Yeah, so this is a common thing that gets wheeled out. Um, but only in the short term, but in, the, in anything over like five years, pays more than pays itself back. It's but again, it's like if we pan out of it, if if the excuse from the Express, let's say, if they, I'm not saying JC is saying this as an no, excuse. No, 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 JC's just saying, been good all the way. Yeah, through. I'm just saying, like, if the Express say, well, you know, it's the backlog, that's what's costing all the money. Well, then it's like, whose fucking fault is that? Like, people on the left and the centre left have been saying for fucking years, don't close the processing centres. You've got to open up safe routes. That's how these people get in. They've got a legal yeah. right to be here, etc., etc. Then they did close all the safe routes and the processing centres, and now we are where we are, and they're like, well, you know, it's just because it takes so long. Well, why don't you try fucking fixing the problem? You bellend. Loads of stuff. Loads of stuff is just nonsense that's become just fact that isn't fact. Like saying mm. you, you do know they're meant to stop at their first safe country. No, they're not. Where's that? Yeah. It doesn't say that anywhere. They that's that's one of their the greatest border. hits. They love to will that. And out. stop. But I don't speak French. Oh well, go here. I don't speak German either. What do you speak? I speak English. Oh, saucy. You love it, didn't you? Like, what? Yeah. Which actually taps into... All my into, family are already here. Taps, no. into, <laughs> taps into one of the great paradoxes of the, uh, the express right is where it's like, Britain is great. This country's got a lot to be proud of. That sort of Leanderson rhetoric where it's like, everything that's <laughs> ever been great was... They all started here because this is the best country ever. Then a couple of refugees it. turn up, knock on the door and go like, I heard this is the best country ever. No, nah, fuck off. Like, 
Fish and chips, not ours. Curry, not ours. Even eating potatoes, not us. Like, yeah. we have been the roundabout of the world for like over 10,000 years. And then Lee and his brethren are going, oh, you're only coming here because you like our British stuff. What exactly are you pointing at, you fucking moron? <laughs> I thought you were going to say mongrel. I felt like mongrel is... A, we know. are a mongrel nation. Yeah. I agree. That is, that is true. Well, I... I, 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 I proudly a bit jamaican a bit french a bit there's no such All right. thing i, I mean like there's no need to brag raci- people who think they're racially irish good luck with that one <laughs> what's yeah. that do you mean white as fuck because we're all a bit that mate that's me i mean in the in the solo episode i did earlier i was referring to myself as a sort of haggard leprechaun like my mum's irish and i've you know i do like... the joke with what with anybody who's a friend of mine who's who's sort of ethnically from another country i will always go i actually found out and this is true but it's just such a good line i always use it and i go my great 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 granddad was actually from jamaica his name's daniel and that makes me one 30 second black or as it's more commonly known white as fuck <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. What? Like, I just want because because for a second I can see them kind of going scraping some empathy like yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. and me going white as all fuck and they're like oh thank <laughs> fuck he does know he knows he knows yeah, yeah I know yeah. yeah it's bollocks that's why I did it right on that note John thank you so much for joining me and uh, and my audience again tonight uh, do go and give John a follow he's on TikTok he's on uh, Twitter as the on topic podcast but it's like zero as the yeah. O at the beginning oh yeah um, he hosts the on topic podcast with his mate Rich uh, and he's on TikTok as John left at the countryside so go and seek him out and um, don't forget to Come and see both of us live on stage. Fucking in hell, we haven't even talked about the game. 28th of September <laughs> at the bookstore. It's going to be an amazing gig. A really yeah. amazing gig. I, I haven't been on stage for, for four years. Um, and I'm really moist with anticipation of hitting the stage. Me too, man. And it's going to be a really, really good night. So if you're anywhere near the Londoninium area, get on there. 28th of September, the bookstore, Shoreditch. We're going to kick some arse the Thursday, the Thursday sermon. Is that what it's called? That's it. Yeah. Thursday sermon. I'm building a cult, you see, on Patreon. Uh, my pe- people of the booge, the Binfluencer cult. And uh, so it's to celebrate reaching a milestone, reached uh, 20 on, on Patreon and now actually up to 24 now. Um, so we're doing a Boom. sort of Sunday sermon, uh, but on a Thursday night. And uh, so, yeah, so it's myself. John Left of the Countryside is hosting the evening. He'll be emceeing. We've got Otto English, who is a uh, famous uh, author and satirist and journalist. Um, and then I've got my friend Ashley Hayden, who's a very highly regarded uh, political stand up. Uh, you may have seen him at the 21 Soho night, the um, uh, the Riot Society night that I did with Danny fucking Price back in February. Uh, he's a little guy, little guy with a bowler hat and just a sack of anger, just a vitriolic explosion of acerbic hate uh so he'll be there also um so that's thursday the 28th of september come see me and john um that's it for this one i'll be back next week probably wednesday for the solo show until next time take care of yourselves and keep it booge motherfuckers Bye.